1: the premier league all access podcast is proud to be brought to you by ladbrooks stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world the premier league with the latest odds form guides expert opinions and more the fans of the players at ladbrooks are you in let's go play at ladbrooks.com 18 plus be t's and c's apply
2: Sanchez
3: finds Lukaku gets round the keeper Brilliant. and makes it two quite brilliantly Romelu Lukaku starting for Oligo to Solskjaer today rather
2: than coming off the bench has his customary goal Harry Kane MBE has been awarded the honour of taking this penalty away to our left He puffs out his chest, he addresses the ball, he rifles it into the corner, beyond the Rida Balaga, at such velocity, it was impossible to stop. Neves
1: has got it again, space to shoot, he does shoot from distance, oh,
2: what a goal! Brilliant, absolutely superb, we know he can hit them from
1: range, he always hits them from range.
0: It's the Premier League preview show for week 22 of the 18-19 season. I'm Tom Rennie, and coming up on the show we will be talking Liverpool's four-point lead and their two straight defeats. Tottenham's title challenge against Solskjaer's rejuvenated flat-track bullies. And could Huddersfield Town effectively be down this weekend a loss against Cardiff and they could surely just forfeit their Premier League place for the next few months and share those points out equally that'd be nice wouldn't it wouldn't have to watch Huddersfield as well win-win for everybody involved let's say hello to our panel for this week's preview show we start with Sports football editor stay tuned for this by the way he's got the solution to all our VAR problems in the programme it's David Walker you okay mate yeah very good Tom you? you've got something good for us haven't you? you've, you've well, thought about so. it you've seen it you know what to do. Yeah, you've built me up now, so i better deliver. You've got to deliver. You always do. And that's why we keep getting you back on this programme. That and lack of budget. Uh, right, also <laughs> on the programme, nothing getting past these two. Two former Premier League defenders. Let's say hello to the former Spurs, Southampton, Wimbledon defender. Last time he was here, I said he played for Wolves. Don't know why I did it. No idea, and he didn't correct me. He's a nice guy. Chris Perry's here. Are you all right? I'm very well, thanks, Tom. How was your time
2: at Wolves? <laughs> That was excellent. That that half an hour I spent
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> what a great time at Molineux. Uh Also with this, Danny and gets forced to watch Cardiff every week for a living. Uh, also played for West Ham, so he's really suffered. How are you, mate?
4: I'm good. Happy New Year to you.
0: Tom. Happy New Year. We're worried that you're not a bit well. We're worried. Do we have yeah, to get some bit, chicken soup? Maybe uh, some, some I'm, I'm not
4: quite at that stage. I don't think for the chicken soup. It's just like the early stages of it. So um, I'm going to try and nip it in the bud before it gets a any worse but yeah i've been better
0: we're, we're, yeah. we're worried about you here you've kept your coat on you kept the fur on yeah. and that's you know it's good you've got to have a nice comfort blanket when you're there haven't you <laughs> that's right gotta make sure you've got something around you're familiar with if you need a hug <laughs> during the program you know go that end because i don't want to get <laughs> ill okay i've yeah, got a lot of work man. to do yeah. hug dave he's a oh, yeah. huddleable lovable kind of lad yeah. um should we do some football chat let's do Why that uh, let's start with our big game of the weekend sunday 4:30 uk time Tottenham up against Manchester United. Couple of stats with this one. Uh, Tottenham haven't lost consecutive home league games since May 2015. Uh, lost against Villa and Man City back then. Victory here for United would see Ole Gunnar Solskjaer equal Matt Busby's record of a Man United manager winning their first five league games in charge at the club. Uh, though, of course, he hasn't really played many Premier League teams so far. No offence to Newcastle, Cardiff, Huddersfield, but, you know, we've watched you. Um, right, let's talk a bit about. About Man United first shall we Let's talk a little bit about What Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has done I want to talk about Spurs But let's start with Man U Because it has been a great story He has been a breath of fresh air We've spoken to people around the club Who said everyone seems more positive Even Alexis Sanchez isn't complaining about Draft from the refrigerators anymore Which is nice uh, Danny Gavin let's come to you on this What is it like when someone like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer comes into a club Why is everyone all of a sudden remembering <laughs> They're a professional footballer And they have to do a job um... for the club
4: he's just a nice guy it's as simple as that and I think that's what it came down to more than anything else I think Mourinho had um, the atmosphere in the whole club not just the players you know, the staff everybody was on a the downer there. there was almost like a black cloud over that club um, and it was all down to Mourinho and how he was treating people so holy goodness, Solskjaer is the complete opposite person you know, he's, a, he's a really nice guy thoughtful guy he respects people um, and I think from the football side of things United are, are just doing what we expected them to do now. It was that bad before. Mm. Now it just looks like they're playing this unbelievable football. But they just be they're playing the football that we expect them to play really with the players that they got. So I think he's just gone in, he's treating everybody um how they deserve to be treated and then from the football side of things he's just said, look, go out and do what you do best. I think under Marino is very much um looking at the opposition first. How do we stop the opposition? Oli Gunnar is totally different. You know, he, he's got man united DNA in him. It's all about United and what they do. They're not worrying about the opposition. So, you know, the fixtures have been kind, let's say that, Um, four wins on the bounce, but they play with a lot more confidence and, as I said, as we would expect them to play. So it's not, you know, like they're playing football out of this world or something different to what Man City are doing or something like that, but it's just what you'd expect from a Man United team.
3: It's a big test, isn't it, this weekend for Solskjaer? Because, as you, test, say, yeah. as you say, Tom, he's played teams that they would expect to beat teams that Mourinho probably would have beaten it yeah. wouldn't, have, wouldn't have been as fun but they probably still would have beaten them um, and I think at the moment we're, we're perhaps we're giving Solskjaer a lot of plaudits, rightfully so for all those things you said but let's not forget that when he was in the Premier League with Cardiff Danny's, as you will remember yeah. it didn't go so well Cardiff fans his credentials as, as a, as a <laughs> coach you know still need to be proven at Premier League level let alone top six Premier League level and this you know it's a big, big test for him do they still hate him Cardiff
4: fans yeah yeah they don't like him at all. They they couldn't believe it when he got the job. I think they, they, they blame him for setting the club back, you know, three or four years really with um the money he had to spend, the players that he brought in, which is, is harsh to be fair. I mean I was there, he actually signed me um, so you could maybe. So football fans know what I they're think talking about. Ten don't games they? later, he was gone, um, <laughs> and that's a bit harsh, to be fair. As a, um,
3: as a coach, though, on the training pitch, and as a manager, did you see anything from him in that time when you were with him that to suggest that he could be a Manchester United manager?
4: Um, at that time, probably no. Um, he was still. Learning his trade really. Um, he was inexperienced and he was in a very difficult kind of situation when he came in, you know, trying to save the team who I think was 17th maybe in the Premier League when he took over. It didn't happen. He tried to probably change a bit too much, um, try and put those Man United traits onto a team that played very different um, under Malky Mackay. And then the following season, I mean, at that time, the club was a bit of a mess. To be yeah. fair, I mean, the, the squad was There we Were players who didn't want to be there, players on big money. They couldn't get players out. I think some played of the players that came in <laughs> yeah. uh, were not his signings. I totally forgot they played yeah. in red. Yeah, that was the, bizarre, owner, wasn't the owner it? just yeah made yeah. that decision, um, and I I was caretaker manager for five games after he left. Um, so I saw some of the things he was having to kind of deal with with players and with the owner and stuff like that. So for the fans to kind of hammer in for that. You know, setting the club back three or four years or whatever is is a joke, really. It I mean, whatever
0: it. happens at Man U, though, from this point, he's never going to have that same no. reputation because they love him, don't they? Love him there. Even before yeah. he was there, they had the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer yeah. banner up, and uh, and maybe Chris, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer now at Man U, before we moved to Tottenham, you know, having that legendary status before you arrive, it does give him. Even if he loses this game, loses the next game, the PSG game coming out in a few weeks, people aren't going to get on his back and. Manu fans, not on masse, We've seen the applause and Mourinho and and whatnot. They have essentially been quite negative about their manager for five years. I think it's all actually the managers they've had.
2: I think it's actually a really clever appointment because, as you say, the fans. I don't think whatever happens, he's going to be a legend at the club. Whether they. Finish off the season. They finish sixth in the league. They don't win a cup. They get knocked out of the there's Champions no League. And start, him, really. There's no pressure because because, because he's he's coming from Mulder No disrespect to Mulder but he's coming from. The, Feel free to you, mate. He's coming, but he's They're coming. He's coming. Best
0: league in He's Europe. coming from, <laughs> yeah, but he's fine. coming from
2: Norway. So there's there's no pressure on him. There's no expectation from Man United fans that Oli Solskjaer is going to be the next manager that's going to take them on to win the Champions League and yeah. and repetitive leagues. It's not going to happen. So right. there's no pressure on him. The fans are going to love him. So whatever happens now. Ed Woodward and whoever's appointed him, they've Hmm. bought a little bit of time for themselves to sort it out. That
0: segues us quite nicely into the next Man you manager debate, and it's a lovely weekend to do it, because Maurizio Pochettino has been the favourite, the man that everyone has kind of said they've got to get. Um, And he might be on the verge of winning a trophy as well, which is kind of something that's always been missing in his his CV. Won the first leg of the Carabao Cup semi-finals last night as we record it. Um, What do you think about this being an audition for Maurizio Pochettino on the big stage, thrashing Man U and then five months later having the job?
3: He's already done it a few times, hasn't he? Yeah, They've beaten him the last few times they've played him. It's not an audition. Manchester United know full well what Pochettino's capable of. If if it's an audition for anyone, it's an audition for Solskjaer, as I've said. Mm. You know, if, if... Manchester United beat Spurs convincingly on Sunday. It's a great angle. Then you've yeah, got that's very then, then you know, Woodwards looking at it and thinking, hmm, may, yeah, maybe yeah. because what they can't wait till the end of the season to see how Solskjaer does. They can't wait to see if he finishes fourth on the last day and then give him the job. Because if you, if they do and then they decide they don't want him, Pochettino is too late to get him. They need to get the deal in place with Pochettino before the end of the season to, to get him in for the summer, surely. Maybe it's an audition for Man U for Pochettino. Maybe it's a chance we have a look at
0: some of these players going, I don't want to play of Eric Bynes. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'll stick with one one fourth, thank you very much. <laughs> I, 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 I,
2: I personally, I I don't think whatever happens on, on Sunday is not gonna tarnish Pochettino's reputation. No. His reputation he has built over the last few years at Southampton and now at Tottenham of improving teams, improving players, managing clubs, making them better. And that's what Manchester United need now. They need someone to come in from top to bottom sort out everyone there get them all on the same page and and take them further take them forward and that's what they need so they they will give him the job he's probably the best man for the job is, is whether he wants to go I it's think it's completely up it. to him Yeah.
0: Let's, let's talk Tottenham they will be annoyed Tottenham fans that we haven't started with them I know, I know, I know I look forward to the angry tweets but you know they have been very much the surprise package in the league I think they're in the title race they're, they're six points behind Liverpool as we speak I think they're very much in it as, as things stand they probably can't take another loss across this season should they want to win the Premier League this year um, talk to me about how they play this weekend Chris what are you expecting from Tottenham because we know Manuel will probably attack and look to win this game from the outset. They'll send Rashford. They'll send Martial. They'll send Lukaku and whomever else is fit. I think Alexis Sanchez has a fifty percent chance of playing at the moment.
2: But what about Tottenham? Do well, they think, do the same thing? I think that suits Tottenham. I think that suits them. They're very well set up with Son and Eriksen and Ali and Kane to to play almost on the counter attack. They've got Danny Rose at fullback at the moment, who gets forward well. You know, on the right side, they've got Trippier, who's a much better attacking fullback than he is defending fullback. They will have to defend well at times. Undoubtedly, they'll have to defend well because United will give them a few more problems, probably than Chelsea did in in the Carabao Cup last night. But I, I think they'll go out there, they'll try and dominate the ball as they usually do. And I, I'll be surprised if United dominate the ball. I think United will probably play on the counter-attack, to be mm. honest.
4: I, I think it might be a good time for United to play Tottenham off the back of that semi-final game. Mm. Well, they did a lot of running there against Chelsea. I know they won the game 1-0.
2: They dug it but, out, didn't they, but, Tottenham? They weren't but, impressive, were they? Yeah, they dug it, it out. was something like 73
4: yeah. possession, and yeah. they were—they had to do a lot of work to, to hold on to that 1-0 lead. So whether they can go again with those kind of energy levels again... It's five um, days, isn't it? It's a yeah. long time. It's, not, it's yeah.
2: Tuesday to Sunday, Get, uh, there's certainly enough time physically to recover. Mm.
4: But um, I think th- this is a big test for Oli and his tactical kind of now. I think, going into this one. They can't just go out and attack against Tottenham because they, no, they won't beat no. him that way so he has to show a, Absolutely. a bit more of a, a defensive side think, and,
3: and they have conceded chances yeah, in those
4: games again yeah
3: against Huddersfield games? against against Cardiff didn't Cardiff they they score can, a goal conceded goals Bizarre. from set from set pieces <laughs> i think they've if, if you, yeah, yeah, at, you
2: look at you look you look at the wolves game the last game at Wembley, Tottenham lost 3-1. Wolves sat back in, play, got yeah. pace on the counter-attack, got flair on the counter-attack. Yeah. And that's what caused Tottenham problems. And I think if Manchester United do the same, their defence is going to have to be probably so, better than it has been all season.
4: available, yeah. Son's uh, available yeah, this he weekend. Is, he he is goes after, after the game. game, game yeah, 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 the yeah, he game. goes after like, he the could game. could cause United havoc. On like. the counter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, the count, his pace and the way he carries the ball. Yeah, the way he yeah, carries the ball. He could be a major threat for United. So it's going to be an interesting one tactically really interesting game
0: can we do a quick minute on VAR now I know we're a forward looking programme but I do want to look back a little bit on the the Chelsea game the guys have mentioned that that Chelsea dominated the ball and didn't have a striker same old same old kind of story for them and couldn't score a goal but what about the VAR what about the decision so there's Harry Kane is he or is he not offside? Maurizio Sarri getting his laptop out. Look, he's offside. <laughs> furious, like a bloke down the pub. It was fantastic. And you got the decision for the penalty as well. Talk to me,
3: Dave. Tell me how this could have all been solved. His nose is offside, right? Well, so he I, should have been off. I can't understand why, if there are... There's so many different camera angles. The one that we saw on the TV, which I believe is the same ones that they see at Stockley Park for, for the VAR. Yep. Um, why can't we... Look at other sports like cricket or rugby or whatever. Who use tennis that, that you have been using video replays for a long time and get technology to to really do the job for us. Rather than looking at all these different angles, which none of them are definitive. Get a proper camera along the side of the pitch, like you would have on, like say for the hundred metres. You know, where it slides alongside on the pitch, so it's completely straight on with mm. the play, so you can see. Because at the moment you've got a camera from up here, you got a camera from from the right hand side you've got mm. Sarri's one on the left hand side you've got, a, you,
4: line you've got a line drawn across it you've got a line
3: drawn across <laughs> it you can't tell he looks on side one minute the next minute he looks offside. like a photo finish in a horse race yeah. or something so you can freeze it and you can see you know, down oh, but, that, but that's
2: a, that's a set point, isn't it? You know, in 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 a in a horse race, it's a set point across the, the finish line. Well, they can point. they can set yeah, up, but there's not going point. to be a set point for every offside or no, every decision, be, is there?
0: You as long as the camera the, is able to keep yeah. on moving with the, the, the,
2: the last. The camera, defender, the camera's. Go, does, can the camera move from a, a goal kick right to the other end of the pitch in one pass? I don't see that happening.
0: You could get a drone. the pitch looking directly down
2: How does it? How does it sense where the ball is? There's a sensor in the ball when it follows up I don't know. There
0: is, there's already a sensor in the ball, isn't there?
2: For the, the goal car. line, for the goal line so technology. So yeah. Get
0: it doing
4: more. we really <laughs> harder these days. Yeah.
0: Get make make sure the chips <laughs> in the balls
4: are running their money. Premier League got doing. enough cash to do it. We I mean, I do certainly have.
0: Want to move on? You're doing the hand signal. I love it. I find it very really hard to do that. Uh, let's move on. Next section. We're talking West Ham. They take on Arsenal this weekend.
2: Willock look on to Maitland Niles, lovely touch, helping out is Ramsey down the left-hand side, shoots into the centre, comes off the goalkeeper, and it will be finishes it off. It is certainly Arsenal that are providing the illuminations in Blackpool tonight.
0: Right, let's talk West Ham up against Arsenal. 12:30 UK time. This one gets underway on Saturday. Uh, West Ham are 10th at the moment. Uh, had a bit of a wobble over the last few weeks, but certainly considering their four straight defeats at the start of this season, they've recovered very well and are in that little race between them, Leicester, Watford, Wolves, and Everton to finish top of the rest. Uh, seventh is certainly a battle between those five clubs. You feel for Arsenal, uh, they find themselves fifth in the table, just three points behind Chelsea going into this weekend. Very much in the Champions League mix, but also one eye, I'm sure, on the marauding Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Man U just over their shoulder. Um, let's talk about West Ham first. Danny Gavin, let's come to you first on this as well. Now, the Hammers have had so many injury problems. We've spoken about it a lot on the programme. The but usual. The usual stuff, but it almost feels a little bit irrelevant because when I look at the first team for this weekend... Anoutovic is fit. Felipe Anderson is fit. Samir Nazri had a really good, what, 60, 70 minutes uh, against Birmingham. I thought he played very well from from what I saw. I mean, from those that are out injured. It's not a great deal they would probably come into the first team now with an yeah. out of back so how do West Ham go about this game against Arsenal are they finally going to go up against a big team a Champions League chasing team who are in a sort of form as Arsenal are and go out and try and win the game is this the entertaining victory against a big six side we've all kind of hoped for
4: well hopefully I think um, Pellegrini will, will kind of go for it being the home team the way he likes to set his team up um, the way Arsenal are defensively vulnerable I think it makes sense to try and attack them, you know, getting out of it, running in behind as much as possible. Um, But uh, they've both been a bit of a mixed bag over Christmas. They've got identical records over the last five games. You know, they've lost a couple, won a couple, drawn one. Um, I think the injuries you mentioned there. Have probably helped Pellegrini because he had to settle then on a starting eleven. You know, throughout the season, he's kind of been chopping and changing, changing formation, trying to find the right formula. But he's had to kind of, kind of stick with a similar kind of eleven the last few games. So that's probably helped continuity wise, I think. So um, we just don't know with these two teams. They're they're quite similar (laughs) with how they play, aren't they? They, They're capable of going and scoring goals, but can look vulnerable defensively. I fancy West Ham. I do fancy. Yes, I do. Yeah. You're not I say do. That. I do. Because they obviously they were 2 0 down against Brighton, come back to all. They probably June now a win against. I kind of, a, of agree. I kind of agree. A, a Danny. Big teams can kind of how they play. Just in, in
2: terms of the, the teams that have given West Ham trouble at home this season, the teams that have sat back and hit them on the counter. Yeah, Wolves. Yeah. They, they've given West Ham problems. Arsenal won't do that. They mm. can't do that. And there will be space for West Ham to go and play. West Ham have got some good players when they get the ball, haven't they? You know, going forward, they've yeah. got some really exciting players. Felipe Anderson, if he gets on the ball, and there's space to attack, form, yeah. he's a very good player. Michael Antonio mm. can be really devastating on the yeah. counter attack with his pace and his power. Right. And I think Onaldevich is, is is a real top player, probably one of the best players outside the top six in the yeah. league. Mm. And and I think Arsenal go there only one one of their last six away from home. They're not great away from home. They're still very vulnerable at the back. They've Why still is got that injuries happening
0: again. That was the big story sort of last year and in in recent scenes under Arsene Wenger that Arsenal struggled away from home. We've seen it a lot in a lot of these sorts of games, mid-table teams and below. Why is it happening again? I thought we were a new era now.
2: I, I don't. I don't really know. I, I think there's been a lot of injuries certainly recently in in that back four department. But the back four. Wh- whatever back four they put out even with their, their first choice what they would call their first choice back four is still not strong enough to go and do what no. they want to do going into no. the top four yeah. so he's, he's... They, they still need to improve there but with the injuries as well it, it, it's looked a shambles at times mm. the back four recently.
4: Was well, a three on at times as well. I think he's gone with a three yeah. sometimes. As well. yeah, yeah, With, um, with Kalasina playing wing back, yeah. They back, don't yeah. really have three no, central defenders no. yet. He's you know shoehorning players in there. You see Licksteiner playing. Jackers the the right played there. Of the Ooh, Jack has played has there. Been yeah. a worse signing um,
0: than Stefan Licksteiner this
3: season. He's been awful, has not he? I don't think a, they expected awful. him to probably play no. as much as he has done though.
2: That's the thing. I think. I think. We were ch- chatting outside about uh, the possibility of it, Gonzalo Higuain going to Chelsea, and mm. I'm sure we'll speak about that a little bit more, but mm. Juventus don't move players on unless they think it's time yeah. for them to move on. They'd have yeah. kept him if they thought he, be, it, yeah. he was going to be useful this season. Mm. Well, if
4: you look at the way Arsenal play as well with a high line, you know, Lichstein, he's not the most mobile he's of players. Pacing, he, he doesn't no. really suit how Emery wants to play, so... It's a bit of a weird signing, really, um, and they are weak defensively. I mean, Socrates against an is yeah, a shame. nice match yeah, for me. absolutely. Yeah, you, know, you saw what he did to to Bernardo and 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 Duffy in that Brighton game. He just bullied yeah. both of them for not, the goal. Not seen so, many bully Duffy like no, that either. No, Sorry, no, no he's yeah. a big boy. So if yeah. I'm an I'm, I'm latching on to to or well, any of them. <laughs> any of that pack yeah. three and, and thinking I can have an absolute field day here. As
0: two centre-halves in the Premier League, it's the first time we've had a show since we've had you know, defenders on. I'm, I'm a center half too, actually, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, not Premier League. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about the dog and duck 11 here. We're talking about pros. You know, you play for wolves in my mind. Um, but let me let me ask you about the defending for that Firmino goal. The one where I yeah, think Socrates falls frame. over first, then Mustaf- Mustafi falls over second. <laughs> what on earth are they both thinking there? Because I think... Um, I think there's a chance that Mustafi might miss this one. He's about fifty percent, so again, it might be Xhaka alongside him. So he's got to be the the kind of senior defender. Talk to me about that. What's going through their minds when that happens?
2: I don't know. I, I really struggle to watch Mustafi at any time. I think yeah. he's all over the place positionally. He, he doesn't. I think he he really he loves a tackle, and and he's actually quite good one v one at times when when he's just got to defend and, and and make a challenge. But when he's when there's runners coming from deep and things like that he just cannot positionally get himself in the right place he doesn't know whether to go tight he doesn't know whether to drop off he gets dragged across the pitch he for me is one of the worst signings that Arsenal have made defensively and they've made some really bad Mm signings
4: I think um, you look at both of them and they're defenders that need protection they need the Midfield in front of them, if they've got that protection, you know, Torreira or or Guendouzi sitting there in front, or even like the fullback sitting, yeah, but or they the don't, fullback do they? Sitting, yeah, yeah, then they, I think those two would look better yeah, defensively. Yeah. But the way Arsenal play with a high line, mm. lack of mobility, fullbacks I want yeah. to fly on, um, they're just not good enough no. in, in those one on one situations and up against players who are quick, yeah. Then They've they've got absolutely no chance. That so um, e-
3: that example of the Firmino goal is not the first time that that happened this season. The, the game at Old Trafford when Arsenal I think they retook the lead. I think they went two one up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then literally from kickoff yeah, goes back down the other back, end, yeah. and there's a c- calamitous moment. I think Kalasenac or or was it Socrates passes the ball through to Yes, to, to yeah. To yeah. 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 It just seemed you said what they're thinking. It seems to me that maybe they're not. Maybe this panic they're panicking for mm. some reason. They're not. They can't just keep their heads when they need to just keep it solid. Mm. Opens itself up to a decent game at a London
2: Stadium. I think think both teams to score would be a good bet, certainly.
3: Uh,
0: Right, let's move on to Chelsea against Newcastle. It's a 5.30 UK time kick-off on Saturday. Chelsea didn't score again uh, in midweek against Tottenham in the Carabao Cup. They failed to score, played absolutely right, played quite well. Uh, Failed to score in their last two Premier League home games. They haven't gone three without a goal in the top flight since November 1993 under Glenn Hoddle. Uh, so you expect them to get right on the front foot immediately. And as Dave so rightly says, they played well enough to probably get something from the game against Spurs in midweek. But against a Newcastle team who drive me mad. They drive me mad in these games because you all know what they're going to do. I won't even ask you what they're going to do. <laughs> they're going to go 11 behind the ball and try and suffocate this game into submission. Do you know how many times that's worked for Rafa Benitez? They've lost the last nine in a row against the top six. Yep, seen that. So, many chances, he might do something different? It's not even worth asking. Let's talk a little bit about Chelsea. Who plays up front? How do they play? And do they need to get a big win this weekend? Gabs?
4: Well, they need to get a striker in, I think, in the window. If they want to... you know, even maybe finish in that top four... Achieve anything, then I mean, you look at the game um, against Tottenham there in the semi final, first leg, and they're just missing that kind of Harry Kane. I know they played really well, they dominate possession, and that's the problem that Sari's going to have until he gets a, a top line striker in who can finish off all those kind of silky moves that they produce. They're going to keep the ball, dominate possession, and wear teams down, but they're not going to have the goals to kind of show for the performance, and that's what's kind of happening at the minute. You know, Hazard playing as a false nine just doesn't work for me um, I know he kind of did a similar thing with Napoli didn't he, he played Mertens through he there and it, got yeah. a lot of goals but Hazard I don't know I think he's probably a bit more freer than how Mertens used to play you know, he's he's wandering left he's wandering right he's coming deep and you know, balls are coming in the box then and he's not that kind of guy who's going to get himself in no. his goal scoring position well, I, so. I think
2: the thing that Mertens scored a lot of goals for Napoli because Insigne was delivering balls from yeah. the left you know, Callejon was delivering balls from the right they had two wingers who yeah. were delivering crosses low crosses really good quality crosses into the box and that's how he scored a lot of his goals mm. and then because they, those two stayed wide he opened up the pitch for yeah. him then to make runs in between down the sides of the two yeah. centre backs and that's where they opened up teams but yeah. Chelsea haven't got that. They don't put a cross in the box no, until Hudson-Odoi played against Nottingham Forest in the here. FA Cup last yeah. week yeah. where Maratta scored two headers. Yeah. Maratta needs service in the air. Giroud needs service in the air. That's yeah. probably where they're strongest. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet Chelsea don't play like that because they haven't got Hazard wide. Hazard drifts in field. They've got no yeah. natural width. Pedro, when he plays on the right, drifts in field. William plays on the left, drifts yeah. in field. They've got no width and no crosses coming in the box for their two strikers that they've got.
0: Let's talk about strikers, Uh, and let's talk about Gonzalo Higuain. You mentioned him earlier on. Um, Lots of reports for weeks and weeks about Higuain coming in. Uh, The latest, as we record the programme, is the Sun saying Higuain could become a Chelsea player in in a matter of hours. Uh, And they could then loan out Alvaro Morata. Chris, you cover a lot of of, of Serie A football. He's been a flop at AC Milan, hasn't
2: he? He's been a flop. I think he got his first goal in 900 minutes uh, the last game they played at Milan Um, he looks pedestrian he looks off the pace he looks a bit overweight he really has struggled this season without the the supply that he was getting at Juventus he really has struggled Chelsea as you say they don't they don't put crosses in the box they don't really Hazard Hazard, Hazard, has but they don't but they don't create many chances through the middle Hazard likes to to carry the ball himself and play little one-twos and create chances for himself but he's not a massive creator of chances for other people yeah um I think it's a bad fit. I really do yeah. it, it, it might be a sh- very short term... Higuain shirt,
0: bad fit, yeah. <laughs> very good.
2: Very good.
4: Do you agree, Higuain, yeah, bad not fit? not for me. I mean, I've watched him a, a few times this season. He looks like a player who's on the downward curve a little bit for me. I know Milan, probably the way they play doesn't suit him no, that well no, either, you're does right. it? No. Even the fact that he's at Milan
3: play, probably suggests, you know, because they're yeah. not what they were. Oh, absolutely right, you know? not, no. Yeah.
4: No, they're not. Um, so I think, you know, as Chris hit the nail on the head there with how Chelsea play it's very much in front of teams. They don't get in behind teams enough and create a different kind of dynamic, uh, give the opposition something else to think about. Hudson-Odoi can do that. But even against Tottenham the other night, you could see every time he was getting it, he's under-directed from Sauer. He wants to, to come inside, He wants, inside. To, yeah. he wants yeah. to come inside, yeah. Link. Now, once did he go at Rose down the outside, where he could probably do him for pace. So, you know, they're all under directive, obviously, to, to come inside and link. And at times, it's, it's, teams can just sit there... And it's really difficult for Chelsea then to, to break teams down and score those goals. So for me, Higuain is not the answer, but it's who you can get in that window. There's not going to be many no, top strikers available. That's the problem.
0: Listen, we've got to move on. We've got to move on. When we come back in a few moments, Cardiff against Huddersfield. For Newcastle fans who are asking why we're not talking more about Newcastle, if Rafa ain't going to bother, then we ain't going to either.
4: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs.
2: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at
4: uh1.com.
1: The Premier League All-Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides, and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18+. Be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply.
3: It's gone inside. Bobby Reid in the penalty area. Pulls it back. Camarasa. Oh, he's put it in the top corner. In the second minute of injury time.
1: Cardiff have won it.
0: Right, let's talk Cardiff. Up against Huddersfield Town. Three o'clock UK Ooh. time on Saturday. Big one. Absolutely. A huge, huge game. Uh, We've spoken a lot about Huddersfield Town. Are they the worst team in Premier League history? Still a point short of Derby's all-time low points record of 11. And I'm not sure anyone here is going to put any money on them reaching or maybe getting above that. I know it's just one point, but they are so. Um, up against the Cardiff City side, Gabs. You watch them all the time. You know I'm inside out. They're yeah. going to be out of B Huddersfield this weekend, aren't they?
4: Yes, yeah, a must win for Cardiff. Um, I mean, Huddersfield are making Cardiff look like <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool, Man City in a minute the way they're playing. And I just think the way Huddersfield kind of lost that game against Burnley a few days ago as well. You know, they got yeah. themselves in front, something to hang on to. You know, they get a man sent off and then end up kind of losing the game. It's not, not good for morale. Is it? No, they, they no. must have felt yeah. distraught after that and probably you know, then having that little break will help them a little bit. But, you know, how they kind of come back from that, you know, they're eight points off Cardiff Mm -hmm. City in a minute. Um, Cardiff City, their recent home form has been decent to be fair. I know um, Tottenham went there and um, gave them a bit of a hammering. But generally, kind of the teams around them, they've done all right at home and managed to pick up some wins. So, you know, Neil Warnock could be looking at this one and saying it's 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 a must-win.
0: Well, they're favourites, though, aren't they? I mean, they, yeah. you can't well, have been there too be. many times this year I where know. Cardiff got into the games. Could be a
4: problem, to be fair. That could be a problem because um, there was times in the championship last season where, because they were doing so well, obviously expectation levels went up. They were then seen as favourites going into games, and at times they struggled kind of with that. Um, that extra pressure because they're not a, a side card if they're going to go and dominate. No, they're the not going to set up when, are they like No, that. they struggle when teams kind of sit back and defend, and mm. they have to try and break teams down because they don't really have that that quality. They tend to just yeah. win games with their their fight and energy and you know um, team spirit mm. really. So, but Huddersfield will have more of the ball in this match. They, um, Huddersfield, if are, they uh, uh, Huddersfield are okay if want in possession. They possession if, if stats if are if actually quite to. good,
3: but they've got they just can't they do anything can't with it. No goals. They got no
2: goals it's hard to see anything for me but a Cardiff win you know with Neil Warnock they've got something about them they're going to give it their all and yeah. if they go and play anywhere near their potential they beat this Huddersfield team and unfortunately for Huddersfield it looks like they're going down
0: well they have been bad we have joked about it and look I've covered a lot of Huddersfield games we've all seen them they haven't played great football since Aaron Moyer's gone a the little run where they put yeah. Pritchard further forward to work with Mounier and they looked like they were good going forward the Wolves game a big standout what about Jason Punchin? What about Jason Punchin moving there for for? It could be six months. It could be, you know, depending on if they stay up. Whatever. Is he not a player who could be a little bit? You know, I don't want to use, use talismanic, but I'm doing it because I can't think of anything else. I got my thesaurus open. Usually do. That's why I seem so bright. <laughs> but but what about Jason Punchin as as a signing? Can he make a difference? Can he get them? The, um, you're going to need thirty points to survive, aren't you? So he's a good player. He's pun- a, a
2: good player. Punch. I, I played with Punch at Southampton when he was kind of just getting back on his feet a little bit, and he, he's really kicked on. He's done well for Crystal Palace, but I think it says it all that he's not in their first eleven yeah. at the moment. They, they lost Balassi, and he still struggled to hold down a place. Yeah. Um, he's probably a little bit past it in, in the Premier League, but it, I think it's a good move for him in terms of he'll want to play and, and he'll, he'll have a point to prove. Yeah. But whether he's good enough as as one man to turn and create turn this team around and create enough chances for them to score goals, I'm not sure. He
4: is that kind of Aaron Moy type player he can he's do creative, what he does really yeah, he can play wide he can play through the middle Um but he hasn't played for a well no. punch and mm. he had a serious injury as well he had an ACL yeah. and he hasn't really got back no. in the team after that injury so I mean it'd be great for him if he can get some game yeah. time but whether he's going to you know, help Huddersfield and, and earn them points I'm, I'm, not, sure. I'm not so no. sure no. had to buy the
2: striker
0: we're still waiting for the striker I, I feel sorry for David who's going to go who
2: goes to Huddersfield Ugh.
0: Alexander Sirlot, he's just gone, man he? He's, he's just gone out. somewhere, is not he? I don't know where, Gens, yeah. Who got Gens, someone like that?
2: Belgium, you're right. Well, really,
4: has he? Yeah. They don't have a striker, Palace. And <laughs> yeah. they have rather
0: not played him, He's <laughs> mad. Um, they still haven't brought anyone in, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, really briefly, Kev's on Carly, just one final question before we move on. How are you feeling about their, their safety chances now, sitting just outside the bottom three, 18 points, two clear of Southampton?
4: Yeah, um... I think it's possible it's going to be it's going to be difficult for them all the way to the end of the season I think it's going to be topsy turvy between about five or six teams there um, but it's. Just, I think their home form is going to is going to be key I know they got an away win against Leicester they played really probably the best they've played all season um, there but they're not going to get too many more points on the road. So um, if their home form's good, that's what will keep them in the, in the division.
0: Right. Let's move on. Everton up against Bournemouth is two fifteen on Sunday. Everton have lost four of their last five Premier League games. One victory in there, as many as they had in their first sixteen in eighteen nineteen. Six wins, uh, six draws, and four defeats in that time. Now, Fahad Mashiri is a a vocal owner. Uh, We hear from him a lot on TalkSport and in other outlets as well. Of course, not as good as this one. Um, And he has said, basically, he expected better, expected Everton to be further up the table, and yet was publicly backing of Marcel Brantz and of Marco Silva and the job they are doing and continue to do. He said, vaguely, he's got faith in the, the managerial coaching team. Do we have faith in, in Marco Silva and his managerial team and also the signings they've made? Chris Perry?
2: I think they've, he's still got a lot to prove, hasn't he? Um, if you look at where they are now, they're very similar to when Sam Allardyce left. Um, there hasn't really been a progression. He's, he, he had a bright start to the season. They've now really hit the wall over Christmas, haven't they? You know, they? They've won one of their last seven games in the Premier League. That's nowhere near good. That's relegation form, mm. that... Um, one of the last five at home no real fluidity in their play Uh, defensively they've looked really poor over the last few weeks I I, I think it I think it's really tough I I, they need to bring in some some new blood they need a out-and-out centre-forward who's going to score them goals. That's what they're missing. They've got players who who, are, who can create chances, I think, mm. in Richarlison who, who will get you some goals But playing on the left. You've got Sigurdsson in behind him. They have got seem to have a lot but Bernard on one side as well. They've got a lot of players that can create chances but no mm. one that really is going to put it away on a regular basis.
0: Mm. Could have got Alexander Salah, couldn't they? <laughs> got again, I've heard. Um, is that all they're missing, though, the, the striker? Because... They're not just, you know, having games where they're just, they're creating chances but not scoring. I mean, I'm thinking about the Watford game a few weeks ago that I was doing, I thought they were utterly outplayed from first minute to last. And, uh, and that counts for a few games. That I can't think of all the top of my head, but certainly in a lot of those games, apart from the yeah, Burnley Leicester, win. Leicester, they lost
4: Leicester. Leicester, home, another didn't great Leicester, they were really
2: they were poor against Leicester. But Leicester, so, it suits Leicester to allow a team to just. Yeah. You, but know, would Dosky, you mentioned
0: Lewandowski earlier I'm not saying he's going to Everton But let's say no he chance. went into Everton today For example yes. for this example Does that make the difference it, it, Is that it, the only it problem It probably
2: takes them up from Mid-table to In and around 7th, 8th place mm. It's not going to It's mm. not going to push them onto top seat. Then they're nowhere mm. near that At the moment For, but for all the players It's signed, in there, That isn't was it?
4: the one position They didn't sort out really You know Andre Gomez Coming in He's a good player Bernard on the freeze a good player Charles, a lot of money on him as as Chris said, he'll get you goals. But I mean they've tried Calvin Lewin through the middle, they've tried Tosson at times. Yeah, yeah. They played Richardson yes, through the middle. Yeah. And that's the one position really where they where they're struggling. But but as Chris said as well, defensively a bit as well, they 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 need to be tighter. Um They've he's got not, two full-backs I love to kind of fly on as well. Seamus Coleman struggling as well. a little bit, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Finding it a little bit tough, yeah, isn't he? So Getting
2: back to where he was after the horrific injury. It's yep. a little
4: bit of both ends, really. But the jury's out for me with Silva. Um, Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not fully convinced on him, to be honest with you. Um, I think he's he's done well to get out Everton gig. And he should be under a bit of pressure because with the, the money they've spent, the squad that they've got, they should be sitting higher than 11th in, in, in the league
2: for but me. There's five points between 13th and 7th. Yeah. So mm. a, couple, a goal scorer wins you, wins you another couple of yeah. games, and and you suddenly you're in seventh mm. place. I mean, but none of those teams are, re- are anywhere near the top six. No. Look, at
3: it, Bournemouth I, have got a few goal scorers yeah. that Everton could do with. Cannon have they? Wilson? They just got rid
2: of them, have they? <laughs> <laughs> Defoe, <laughs> well, Defoe's gone ring. Solanke they brought yeah. in. I like Solanke as a signing. I like. I if like. If Dominic Salanki is
0: 19 million pounds, mm. I, I don't know what. I don't. I don't. Know it, what value yeah, is but, anymore. Well, well, I don't get 19, yeah, it. Long, long. But, you know, Andre Gray it, it's was right. a same. I mean. it's, it's just weird. It's just the market. But he's yeah. played about 20 games in his career. Never really impressed anyone. Chelsea let him go. Liverpool let him go. No one's really wanted him, and Bournemouth have gone right. We'll get him in to replace Jermaine Defoe, one of the great scorers of Premier League he's not history. Replaced well, well he, he, he Will, Callum Wilson has Will, in the squad. Yeah, but the he? he's
2: not played he, a game he, for ages. Yeah, ages yeah, Callum like, Wilson's their star man, isn't he? Callum Wilson's yeah. been their star man this season, probably along with Ryan Fraser, who's created lots more lots of chances. Yeah, nine assists this season. Fraser, best in the league. Very, very good. Underrated player. I think they're a good. So they've struggled a little bit they've defensively. They've off
4: for the Cliff a little bit. Though. Yeah, I think they've lost eight out of the last twelve games or something. Yes, yeah, one like win in
2: that. five. Yeah.
0: I can go further back now at the minute, but it's it's um, not a great run. They've lost like their that.
2: last five yeah. away from home. Yeah. Um
0: all their games, though, are different. so healthy. Yeah, they're scale in, they're to entertaining. So they're great to I hope, watch, yeah. are I mean, it's going to sound weird, but I hope they never change. I hope yeah. nothing changes. They're, they're really because every good to season watch. they'll finish about 10th, around there, yeah. and they're going to have three threes, five fours. And the Watford game was brilliant. That first half was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's so what it's all about. They,
2: they've signed Nathaniel Klein. It's a really good signing for yeah, them. Having lost, yeah. having lost Simon Francis yeah. you know, for, for the rest of the season, they needed a right back. Yeah. They needed someone who understands the Premier League, who's got experience. He's yeah. a really good signing for them. I think this game could be anything I don't think you really know if I was Bournemouth I'd really fancy my chances of going there yeah. and getting a result if you can keep it tight you fancy yeah. yourself on the counter attack with the talent 15, they've
4: got 15 15-20 minutes the Everton crowd yeah. will, will turn if they're not happy um, with what they're seeing if they can keep it quite first 15-20 minutes which is the biggest problem really for Bournemouth the yeah. Minute defensively. defensively yeah, have seen too many then they're capable of winning that one, 100%. I fancy Bournemouth here. I think it could be a decent yeah. game as well.
0: Uh, one final quick one on Marco Silva, just really, really briefly. Uh, from your experience in the game, do you find that sometimes managers get managerial jobs because they look like managers when they arrive? Do you think his, <laughs> his, his haircut, his face, his coat, his suits... That. Everything about him, you think, yeah, that's probably how you draw a manager. If you asked a child who liked football to just draw a manager, they'd probably draw Marco Silva.
3: <laughs> do, you, do you think there's any in that? And not Jurgen
2: like Klopp, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah, like yeah. That. I know you've been
3: slightly <laughs> facetious, but <laughs> it's not about what it's not about what he looks like. Actually, I think it's about what he says. I've met Marco Silva when he was a Watford manager and he does talk a very good game mm. and I can imagine he will go into a boardroom with fire machinery or whoever it is and he'll really impress them. His and PowerPoint. Oh, absolutely. He's and excellent. And he'll get the job. He's excellent. And then, and the, but so far, he's got a good record outside of England and he's done, he can point to all of the jobs he's had in England so far and point to Things that went well, but you could also look at it the other way. Hulling mm. went down, but you could sort of say, "Well, it wasn't really my fault." Watford, fun. Did, was doing well, but then Everton ruined it. But did they? And now. Everton, I just think he's got he got overhyped. He, and still he, got, really he got
4: overhyped when, mm. when he came in with that whole job, got some decent results, and then suddenly he was like, oh, Michael Silver's just the, the best manager ever. He's just living off that still for yeah. me. He's a little
0: bit like Chevy Chase's movie career. <laughs> like, his first two jobs, Caddyshack, fantastic. Yeah. Fletch, yes, I'm into it. Now he's kind of making snow dogs. <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's not a bad uh, only you can make
0: that
2: comparison true though <laughs> isn't it Very nice. really true. <laughs> he's excellent in National Lampoons the, that Same series era, isn't Same yeah era. absolutely he's you're excellent you're talking about this.
0: end of Hull yeah. that's kind of end of Hull time
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he leaves Wally World It's a whole thing we've got to move on ok we'll move on uh, when we come back we'll talk about the league leaders uh, Liverpool take on Brighton on Saturday
2: We had two centre-halves now we have one you're
0: going
3: to buy one in January then maybe <laughs> four, or
2: three ball, four or three weeks the only country that ask a question like this is England because you think obviously sorted with with, with buying players, so that's how it is. So you, you have we have four center halves, three maybe two and a half are now injured. So we have to try to, to come through in the moment where when they are back we, we need them then again. You cannot buy a fifth center half and then say so if you play two weeks and after that the others come
0: in. So Right, Brighton up against Liverpool, three o'clock UK time on Saturday. The Reds still lead the league by four points from Manchester City. They're 21 game unbeaten run coming to an end last week and of course they lost in the FA Cup against Wolves on uh, uh, Monday night as well and it was quite interesting watching Jurgen Klopp when they equalised and he didn't seem that happy about it. I'm not sure that Liverpool were too upset being out of the FA Cup, we'll we'll get to that in a minute, but but what about the repercussions guys of the loss last week to Manchester City? It was such a great game of football, Uh, a brilliant end-to-end encounter, brilliant technical football and all that, but they lost it. What's the week been like for Liverpool's two straight defeats for, for the first time this season? Chris Perry, talk to me about what it's been like for the Liverpool camp this week. What's Jurgen Klopp been doing to these players? Have they been hit by it?
2: Those players have probably had a little bit of time off, to be honest. After the City game, they'd had a little bit of time off. Obviously, the the game at Wolves in the in the FA Cup was pretty much a second-string team, wasn't it? I mean, there's a few first-team players played. Um but a lot, most most of the most of the squad will have, will have quite enjoyed the week. They'll have been relaxed. They'll be looking forward to the game at the weekend. That's what they'd have been building to. And Jurgen Klopp, any to any team can lose to Man City, and I'm sure he said that. Listen, Man City are a very very and good they, side. They lost
3: by such it fine was
2: margin it was it was well. fine. It was fine margins mm. in the game. It was an excellent game of football. Mm. One of the best games of football I've seen probably in the Premier League era. Yeah, really was in terms of just how high class it was tactically and everything on the pitch, the skill level. Um. I don't. I, I think they can. They can put that behind them very, very quickly. Um, the FA Cup game for me, I don't. It was a bit disrespectful to Wolves. You Wolves. Are, Wolves are a very good, very, mm-hmm. very good side. Yeah, but he's could. obviously prioritised. He wants to win the league and he wants to do well in the Champions League.
3: Well, they happy to go out, Liverpool.
4: I think so. Fair I enough. Yeah,
3: have got a chance to win the league. you're four points clear for the, you know first time in a long time. They're looking like they could you know genuinely win genuinely win the league and they've got to prioritise it. They've got mm. to. Mm. Uh, defence uh, this weekend so Virgil van Dijk
0: is carrying a little bit of a knock should be alright to play but Dejan Lovren uh, is I've got it as ruled out though I had heard earlier they might try and rush him back for this one we no, know I'll already Joel Matipa Gomez is out <laughs> <laughs> Gomez is out they look, there's no one else is there well, so I think that, that, that was a
2: talking point after the FA Cup wasn't it that, that maybe the, the lack of strength and depth that they've got mm. in, in the it's squad as
4: big as their, their
2: first 11 and, and maybe first 14 can match anyone mm. but Certainly, defensively, you lose Gomez and you lose Lovren. Who do you play alongside Van Dijk? you can like only then?
0: plan for four centre halves, can't you? Well, you sure? they haven't got. They haven't got
2: four well, now, have they? Matip, yeah, he's injured, he's still injured, out as well injured as, as well. well. Okay. Mm. You know,
0: they reckon he'll be maybe in towards the end of January,
3: so it might be this week. Who, well. who okay. you know? plays centre half if Lovren and
2: Gomez aren't fit? Haven't really got a natural
3: centre back. Came on the other night.
4: He did all right. He did okay for a young kid, but you don't want to be... against Duffy and Dunk set piece. They're strong, strong, good in good in. I mean, Murray as well. I mean, if he's playing up front, we've seen him bully some big defenders. Brighton are strong
2: at home. They've only lost one of the last seven at home. They are a strong team at home. This is not the place you want to go with a young sixteen-year-old kid.
0: They're physical as well, Brighton. they're the kind of side that will try and get it up a little bit during the game. You know, they will. Maybe cross a few lines. Yeah,
4: I know Mazza well. Obviously, playing with him, and he is an absolute nightmare to play against. So a sixteen-year-old lad, it'd be a very different game to the Wolves one.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
4: No balls be coming. In, Lomas is great in the air, so I can't see that. I think Fabinho will play there along. I think Van Dyke will be right. Fabinho played there obviously on Monday. I think he'll stay there. I think they'd be happy to lose Liverpool. They'd be happy to have lost finally. Yeah. I know it sounds yeah, silly, but
3: and it kind of gets Man City out of the way. It does. And now it's just about how can
4: we be better against the rest of the team. Yeah, can you maintain they, they that four-point gap? I think their yeah. fixtures yeah. are better as well. Liverpool, you know, they don't have too many of the big boys left. I might be wrong. There's yeah, a, few to, a few at home to, and they've got a few at home rather than away. Other yeah. Teams, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think they will be happy to get that monkey off the back of losing the game because everyone's going on about oh, couldn't they go the whole season and beating them. was Well, Lovren was. Yeah. Well, you never thought they were going to do it. Yeah. Well, maybe just. Shut him up then. Cause he's through my head in yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, but I think yeah, they'll move on quickly for that. They won't worry about the loss on Monday even. But that's a tough place to go, Brighton. They'll, you know, and you can't slip up there. Man City ain't going to lose too many now. So that's a game they have to go to. Um, have to go to Brighton and they have to pick up three points. It's as simple as that.
0: And then with the FA Cup off next week uh, in two weekends, so was another league week and an FA Cup yep. week.
4: Nice chance to get to Dubai. What's the old Salt they Bay think guy? They normally go to, Oh, Salt Bay, this guy as look, well.
0: Everyone's going to see him. It's just a steak. I He's know. just making a steak and putting salt on it
4: with glasses <laughs> on. Why am I paying thousands a grand for it? Or something? I know. What is this? You see Ribery. Ribery was there, wasn't he? Frank Ribery and. Um it's like he a footballer's restaurant. To, yeah. Why haven't it's you been like, there? Why don't, I mean, don't never you me? me you guys are celebrities. Never catch me there with that geezer. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. I, f- I thought I hated Lovren, but this guy. I don't get it. I really don't get all it. Right,
0: OK, let's move on. Back to the football. Let's talk uh, uh, about another game. Saturday, three o'clock UK time. Crystal Palace up against Watford. has been a bit of a grudge match in recent years with well, Wilfred oh. Zahar and the yeah. playoffs and all that sort of stuff. We're not allowed to take Harry the Hornet to South Wales Park, so we'll be OK. Yeah, you better not. <laughs> He's. Uh, untrustworthy character. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Crystal Palace first. Um, Gab's of course a, a former club of yours. They haven't had a yeah. striker all season. We joked about Alexander Serlot still no Benteke and yet defensively they tightened up so well they decided we can't score so let's stop conceding. It has worked yeah. uh, and now they look a little bit like they're heading towards that safe space in the middle
4: of the table again. Yeah they, um, they had a decent Christmas to be fair like three, three out of the last five they've won or three out of five. Um, And yeah, they've kept plenty of clean sheets. That kind of partnership of Saka and Tompkins has been working well. They've managed to keep kind of both of them fit as well. That was the problem, really. Having played alongside James Tompkins at West Ham, you know, really good player, but pick up little niggles here and Mm. he'd have a run of four or five games then he would be out for a couple, then he'd come back. But he's consistently been playing. Um, Obviously, Wan-Bissaka right back is a fantastic prospect, doing really well. Um, And they've managed to... To pick up some points, Um so I think yeah they they're pushing up the league to where they probably should be with the squad that they have. Obviously they still have that kind of striker issue. I'm sure they'll try and get someone in. Why haven't they got someone the now? We were
0: doing game uh, shows at the end Start of December of season, and we were yeah. saying January
3: first. Yeah,
0: there should be someone first coming signing. in. How has that not happened? I
3: don't know. Well, they thought they were going to get Solanke, didn't they? And then yeah. they had to sort of do an about turn at the last minute. And Hodgson was clearly a bit annoyed about that when he was asked about it in the press I think mm-hmm. um, and, and listening to him it sounds like he's frustrated it doesn't sound like there is anyone coming in immediately they will find someone there'll be someone available but is it going to be the sort of player would, that they want to need go,
2: would they yeah. go for a Tammy Abraham for instance someone like that
3: well Tammy Abraham don't think would go for them judging by what <laughs> yeah. he said in the last 24 hours he yeah. wants to stay with Villa but yeah I mean that's the sort of market be a great they're looking sign, yeah. yeah be yeah.
0: a fantastic sign if they get him but as you say, why Why would he want to make that move? He's scoring at the top end of the table right now or hoping to get towards the top end of the uh, table uh, of Aston Villa.
2: Crystal Palace are Premier League. Aston Villa, are, all yeah. due respect, a championship and look like they might stay in the championship.
0: Let's yeah. um, so talk a bit about Watford. Um, they've been one of the, the, the entertainers of the Premier League this season. They've been, they've been a joy to watch at times. Uh, victory this weekend puts them at 32 points. They're in that little little group of teams that are hoping to finish 7th. Um, how do they go about this game this weekend? Do they stay on the um, front foot?
4: Yeah, I think so. I don't think they changed too much how they play. Today It no, tends to be not... almost like a 442. Good to watch um, though, aren't they? It's good good, good to, watch. to watch. Yeah, I mean I was there a few weeks back when they played Cardiff and they totally destroyed them. It was 3-2, but it should have been 5-0 really. Cardiff got a couple of late goals to make the the scoreline mm. look a bit more respectable, but the movement that they had kind of between the yeah. You know the wide players and the, and the two strikers, you know, Delefeu, um as well. Pereira, yeah. Pereira's a good really player, good yeah. player.
3: But that's the story um, of Watford's season. It yeah. Should be saying it should have been five nil. Yeah. They, they have missed an, an incredible amount of chances. Mm. They've scored a lot of really good goals, like yeah. spectacular goals at times. But like the simple chances that yeah. have come along. Dini's scored a few in the recent weeks got got two against Bournemouth so he's had a little bit of an upturn but generally the strikers haven't been on form yeah, this didn't. season if they had like you were saying yeah. with Everton they'd be seven
2: yeah Decore has been important hasn't he he's yeah. a good player so, so is Capu in midfield yeah, yeah but,
0: I mean everything about Watford right now is right it's just about whether they're going to be able to you know we have to talk about looking forward Keep that team together and keep adding to it, or whether a few of those players might yeah. get picked they've off. Only and won, that's be they've
2: only won two of their last eleven games. Yeah, everyone's yeah. talking about and where the they are in eighth in, in the games. table. Shows what a great start they had to the season. But yeah. I think they've only one straight
0: won... win start of the season. Another yeah. run later on. Yeah, yeah.
2: They, they They'll put together, together a little run. They're difficult to play. They kind of remind me of the, the Wimbledon team that I played in, in many ways. In, in the way that they're very organised, they know what they're doing. They're hard to beat for, just fans. for anyone but maybe the top six five or six teams they're very hard mm. to beat and they they are capable of beating anyone think, else on I their think day if
4: they want to improve i think defensively in the center back area i think is probably where they yeah. need to strengthen yeah out, is out is
3: still out it might um, well he's probably their best i've got 25% here central on my radar defender, i, think, but I, just I think, think Cathcart's actually the best defender that watford have probably there. the most consistent but, yeah, i'd say yeah they're all okay they're all pretty good but there's, they're not. Mm. None of them are outstanding. No, you they've know, released
2: like, Eunice Kabona, haven't they? He's got. Yeah. He's gone yeah, he's, completely, hasn't he? I've got to like say, Ben yeah, Foster's yeah, been sensational. Oh, he's been outstanding, so. hasn't he? Yeah. he's yeah. kept yeah. them in
4: a lot of games as well. So
0: absolutely, it uh, could be a decent game that one as well. Uh, what for games tend to be away at Crystal Palace. Look out for the booing of, of Wilfred Zahara and maybe Harry the Hornet might
3: come in in a washing basket. They have to push him in. Well, actually, he, I, I think he will be there, but, no. but not in costume. Ah. The, 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 man, the man beneath the what, hornet what there's a man
2: beneath the hornet
0: no way <laughs> kids if you're <laughs> listening you we're really there. sorry <laughs> Dave will <Hall could laughs> just ruined Christmas for you I'm so sorry uh, let's talk about Burnley up against Fulham on Saturday 3 o'clock UK time this one gets underway <sighs> Burnley have won their last two Premier League games 6 points uh, better than their previous 12 in the competition uh, Fulham the only Premier League side yet to win away from home just two draws all season and 28 Goals conceded on the road for Fulham. A loss last out. Uh, lost last time out against Arsenal as well. But uh, before that was their win against Huddersfield Town. Um, the kind of game between two teams down the bottom who've been struggling this year. that They'll both really want to win it. A draw probably isn't good enough for both teams. Gabs. is that fair?
4: I think that's fair to say. Um, and I've got to say, um, I probably fancy Burnley on this one. You know, obviously, yeah, I agree. Buoyed by the last couple of results and just the way that they play. Just more all round consistent, you know, defensively more solid, probably work harder as a team. They've been scoring more goals um, lately and you look at Fulham, they're just all over the place, aren't they? I mean, they, they're capable of creating chances but unable to kind of keep a keep a clean sheet. There have been slight improvement from them since Ran- Ranieri's came in. They have a, little, a bit more organised but they're still nowhere near for me where, you know, they, where they need to no, be. They're just,
2: they're just so reliant on Mitrovic scoring mm. and if Mitrovic... Doesn't hit the target, well, they, they, to they really struggle. At the minute to absolutely, <laughs> yeah. for them to win a game, absolutely, they need to score a minimum of two goals to get anything from any game at the moment. And that, yeah. you can't, you just can't yeah. go about that.
3: They can't even score penalties at the moment. Can they? You can't <laughs> decide who takes them, and then when they yeah. when that they do decide, album. they miss them. Yeah. Well, I think that was a,
4: probably <laughs> a sign of you know the dressing room and how probably fragmented it is yeah. as yeah. well, which doesn't help. So
2: they don't do well at Burnley either, do they? They've lost. Sorry, Burnley are unbeaten in their last twenty-nine home matches against Fulham. Is so, that right? You'd imagine. I, I think Burnley are just too strong, but Fulham have only beaten teams in the bottom three this season, haven't they? Mm. So
0: we'll talk a lot about Fulham in, in the coming weeks. But just briefly on Burnley, because I think they're about to, in the next two or three, four games, become a little bit of irrelevant this season. I don't see them getting dragged into it. Just wanted to ask you. I watched the West Ham game a few weeks ago, whenever it was, but New Year's Day, I think it was, mm. and they were fantastic on the day. And I've covered Burnley a lot this year, and the work rate hasn't been there, the organisation, defensive mistakes, you know, the things that you don't associate with Burnley. What is it about the last couple of games, Huddersfield as well, where they were losing and came back to win it? That's changed. Like, what have they been able to change? The personnel hasn't changed really. The the, the style hasn't changed really, the and yet the in- changed.
4: Heaton. Very good point.
0: Yeah. Is, is that it that the the Heaton, as well as being a good goalkeeper, made a great save against Andy Carroll, mm. but also a captain of that team. Oh, Joe
2: Hart has over the last two or three seasons conceded an awful lot of goals. Hew- loads, loads of goals at Torino. Lots of goals at West Ham, mm. lots of goals at the start of this season. You know, And, and sometimes it doesn't matter how good the defence is in front of you. If you've got a goalkeeper that is just conceding goals, it, it, they find a way to go in the net. And I think Heaton's come in and he's a very good, very underrated, was so unlucky to miss out on the World Cup squad with the injury. And he's been at the club, he knows the players, the players in front of him, he knows how they play, You know, he's organising them and they just look a different team.
4: You know, it's crazy, really, because he went from number one to number three yeah. in the space for season. With, well, with from Pope an injury as well, yeah. Really, Pope yeah. Come from nowhere. Yeah. I think Pope
3: might be back soon as well. Actually. Yeah, I think Which he is. is. Not good news for Joe Hart. <laughs> I
4: don't think Joe Hart's had a bad season. You know, I think like certainly start of the season he was playing really well. I thought, oh, he looks like he's he's almost back to his best. But yeah. for whatever reason, they, I mean, they just just weren't the Burnley that we that we knew. They were conceding. Your know, alarming amount of goals um, and not really scoring the other end. Yeah. I think in recent weeks, obviously Chris, Chris Woods would stepped come to up four, yep. and and got a few, and they've they've managed to tighten up defensively, and that is what Burnley are all about. Mm. That's how they go about things.
3: Strange. I mean, I, I can't. No one can really mm. put their finger on but what's happening. I think they Hart, overperformed but... last season. Oh, well, they did at Burnley yeah. massively, yeah. Yeah. and pretty much everything went in their favour mm. in terms of conversions of chances they had a brilliant goalkeeper and it all went well for them and then they've just regressed this season to their sort of more natural level Mm. Like they're not as bad as they've been this season but they're not as good as they were last season they won't go down they didn't really
4: freshen the squad up either if you look at what they did last season it's really important then to bring new players in and Mm. keep everyone more competitive and improve the quality of the squad they didn't really do that so um does it start to get a bit
2: stale? Yeah, same players, maybe. same messages, same yeah, manager same for manager. so long. Yeah.
0: But bringing back the old players it
2: seems to have helped out. <laughs> but he, <laughs> he hasn't played. He hasn't played though, has he?
0: Uh, listen, we've got to move on. Uh, Leicester, Southampton, three o'clock UK time on Saturday. Southampton under Ralph Harsen Hoodle. <laughs> uh, I can't say it as good Why as did Why do you know. can you say his
3: name normally? I don't know. stupid I don't know. I just
0: love it so much. I love the name so much. That was me speaking normally. I it, think
4: everybody does that. Say it again. Harsen Hootle. See? Saying <laughs> yeah, it for fun, enjoying big, himself. Well do it.
0: Go on. Harsen yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody says, no says like that. No sense of fun, you. Mm. That's <laughs> your trouble, Chris. Well,
2: I'm not sure if it's a ha or it's a ha. Harsen Hoodle. he's a pro. Whenever I've done Leipzig before, when he was at Leipzig, it really was always Hasenhutl.
0: Every time I hear the name, though, I feel a little bit like it's going to be Andy Stewart starting Donald Where's Your trousers? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's got that, it's got that, the wind blow, high, <laughs> the wind blow, low, kind of feel to it. Anyway, let's talk about Southampton and what they've been able to do under um, Andy uh, Stewart, their new manager. A um, couple of straight wins, uh, draw against Chelsea last time out, hard fought, strong defensive performance, something we haven't seen in Southampton. For a long, long time really. They go to Leicester, who are one of the sides chasing down seventh, sitting in seventh right now. And you know what he's done? We speak about Nathan Redmond so much on this programme and now he can beat five players and can't shoot, can't cross. Somehow, and now he can cross and, and can shoot. And, and is that just a confidence boost a new boss can bring?
2: Yeah, absolutely. The uh, style of play's changed, hasn't it? They, mm. they, they're playing a lot more attacking. They seem to have a little bit more freedom in the way that they play. Um, the change to the three at the back with the, with the wing backs has helped probably giving him a little bit more space in the middle of the pitch to receive the ball and and run at people where he where he's very good he's getting in central positions to score goals rather than provide him from the wing where he's probably less less good um i think Hasenhut has come and 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 done a decent made a decent start they look as though they're a team now that's on the up rather than going down they look as though they've probably got just about enough to survive if have they got the players? If, if Danny Ings and Charlie, if Danny Ings and Charlie Austin stay fit, they'll score your goal. Charlie Austin doesn't often stay fit for long. <laughs> that's a worry, but they just look more organised. They're more difficult to beat, and they're starting to score goals and create chances. And I, I think that's big, and that's mm. what you need in the in the bottom half of the table. I think they'll have enough to, to survive. I could see them going to to Leicester and winning a little bit like Cardiff did. If you're nice and Disciplined defensively, you can catch Leicester on the counter-attack, certainly.
4: Yeah, no, I I tend to agree. The the players look like they're enjoying how they're playing now. As you mentioned there, they went to a three-on-the-back against Chelsea, changed things around and they defended well. Angus Gunn came in for that game, did really well, made some good saves and they got um, a good point. So it would be interesting to see if he sticks with that back three going to Leicester. Um, I mean, they've got good players if they can keep everyone fit as you said the likes of Ings Austin Redmond Hoyberg in midfield Uh, Lamine is a good player Mm. if you Um, look at
2: Leicester's good results they come against teams that commit lots of bodies forward and have lots of possession and it's almost gone back to to when they won the league we're going to sit back we'll be really strong defensively and we've got Vardy with pace on the counter attack we've got Gray with pace on the counter attack Mm. and and Southampton I can't see them dominating the ball like that and and forcing them back to allow themselves to be counter attacked
4: well When I saw uh, Leicester a couple of weeks ago against Cardiff, it it almost looked like they were stuck between two styles of play, Leicester. You know, the old Leicester was that sit-back counter-attack, but it was almost as if they were trying to play a bit more with the ball, and you well, know, they changed the formation. The four, do, they yeah, the that, 14, I think yeah. three, that's one. what he wants, but it just doesn't yeah, suit what they've got. They can't do it. They've no, got no. And, um, they really struggled with it and, and, and Cardiff just sat back and made it difficult and actually looked a threat yeah, on, the on the counter themselves. Yeah. Then, so.
3: Big defeat for for Leicester here against Southampton, Puel's old team. Mm. On the back of that FA Cup exit to Newport, does he go?
4: He could. They want him. Out,
0: what, what, he? He I, I, I,
3: Leicester
0: is so confusing to me. They're so confusing because they won the Premier League, They're right? Seventh, though. They won the Premier League, mm. right? Yeah, it's and crazy. they yeah. seem to have spent the next two and a half years trying to change everything, <laughs> like change nothing, change nothing. It's going to be fine. And then Puel's keep, keeps trying to change it and keeps saying Vardy doesn't work, the Vardy way. You know all this sort of nonsense. But then they go back
3: to playing the way they did and they win great games. It's madness. No, but they're not the same team, though. They've, they've, they're they not they've, the same team. Absolutely Vardy, right. There's about Vardy, five players. Four Vardy players. and all Brighton are pretty much the only Morgan two that are still there. Well,
0: yeah.
4: Folks uh, are still playing. One like, of the issues is Madison. Made. The signing of Madison yeah. yes. as well, because he's they have to play ten. Him. He has to play as a ten. He yeah. can't really play off no. the left. If you play him as a ten, you have to play almost a different shape a lo- to accommodate lo- him, and that's that's part of the issue. But
1: why are they still
0: so obsessed with changing from that 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 way? They've no the Jamie Vardy way. You know, even if it was just Vardy left. If you've got Jamie Vardy, who's proven time and time again to be a top goalscorer, why would you go, should we do something completely different to his strengths?
4: That doesn't <laughs> make any sense, does it's it? It's what teams do. I, I just, they you get have carried a, away, you, don't yeah, they? Own, owners success, get carried away. People at the top of the club, they get carried away.
2: They've won the league, now they want a style of play, though. They don't Mm. want to be the team that just sits back and defends and and then goes and and maybe has only two or three chances in the game, but Mm. takes them and wins the game. Mm. Mm. They don't want to see that.
0: You're always looking to get
2: you get spoiled, don't you? Yeah, I don't
0: know. I've never been spoiled. I'll let you know. Oh, you're at West Ham. Oh, sorry, you're
2: at West Ham. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you're still West feeding on the scraps,
0: mate. Uh, just finally, we're not going to do too much on it this week because it's Monday night of football. It's a long way from now. It's Man City up against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Of course, Wolves were fantastic in the reverse fixture early in the season. Draw between the two. Uh, Man City have had a real reaction, haven't they, from their uh, their victory against Liverpool. The the losing run before then, the the smashing they had in the the FA Cup in the weekend. Uh, let's just really briefly on this. Uh, it should be a decent game of football, but we fancy City to go on a bit of a rampage on this point. Would I, would I be right in saying that? Not in this game, but from I this think, point in the I season, I think this is
2: a really awkward game for do City. You? Yeah, that's interesting. I do because Wolves are very, very good against the top six. They, oh. Their best performances have come against the top six because they dominate the ball, and Wolves on the counter attack are probably one of the best teams in the league, probably behind Liverpool, probably the best team. Wolves, yeah. I think there's a chance they could pick up something. Maybe yeah. not a maybe not a win, but they they yeah. could get something.
4: Yeah, Wolves have been very good. Um, against the top six, as we know, um, Palace going in there and, and getting that result. Obviously, um, I think Pep will take this game very seriously. Oh, I don't think you'll see him no. rotating the the starting eleven. I think he'll respect Wolves and what they've done this season. He took the and game against
3: Rotherham, pretty seriously. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> That's because their squad's so good,
4: though. Even when they rotate, oh, yeah. it's like that, that's, the that's, the that's what we
2: talking. The mm. difference between Liverpool and Manchester City is the yes. squad. They could make eight changes and, and look at the team they put out. Liverpool mm. make that many changes and it, it weakens it's their shift. So I, yeah,
0: right, lads. That'll do for today. Great show. Thank you very much indeed. Let's end on a song, as we always like to, dedicated to Ralph Harson Hoodle. Here we go. Let the wind blow high. Let the wind blow low through the streets in my kilt. I go. All the lasses say hello. Donald, where's your trousers? There
1: we go. <laughs>
3: I refuse to take part in that
1: (laughs) The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes The latest odds, we set them Form guides, we've got them Expert opinions, we share them The best fans in the world deserve the best Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes Odds updates on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes Are you in? Let's go Play at ladbrokes.com 18 plus, be T's and C's apply. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate
0: all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello?